the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. I've lost my youth. I've lost my health. I'm sick. I'm dying. No, I can keep looking at that and, and, and die earlier. But if I say I've got a Savior, I've got another life that's beyond this life. I have an inheritance in the Lord Jesus. Friend, what I'm trying to say, you decide what you're going to look at. Look to Jesus. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Let's take the Bible. This is the Word of God, not the Word of man. God doesn't change. His Word doesn't change. Let His Word change us. Pray after me. Father God, I thank you for your holy word, your unchangeable word, the word that gives light and life. Come to my heart, Holy Spirit. Breathe the word of God into my heart. Let me hear your voice. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to look at just a few of the verses in Hebrews uh, chapter 1, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture says, or Jesus himself says, I, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men to me. And when he draws us to himself, he draws us to light, to life, to resurrection. He said, I'm drawing you to life. I'm drawing you to light. I'm drawing you out of the shadows into resurrection. And so today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, let's look at his word and uh, let the Holy Spirit lift Jesus up and draw us to Jesus. We're going to follow along in the bulletin and on the screen, and we're going to look at verses 1 and the first part of verse 2. God speaks through Jesus. Say those words. God speaks through Jesus. the, The scripture says, in the past... God spoke by our forefathers through the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son. In the beginning, God gave us the Old Testament. The Old Testament was given to us by inspired prophets who were inspired by God. You see, we serve a speaking God, a God who is not silent, but a God who talks to us. He has eyes to see our situation. He has ears to hear our prayers. He has lips to speak truth and light into our lives. God is not a thought uh, 
just to be thought about. He's not an idea just to be thought about. He is a person who does things, who hears us, who sees us, who blesses us, and who brings good into our lives. God is not just an idea. He is a heavenly Father who brings us into a relationship with Himself. But in the Old Testament, When the Old Testament prophets spoke, they never finished what they had to say. When the Old Testament was written, there was a particular revelation for a specific event or a specific time. And then there was another revelation for a specific time. But there was no finality there. It never stopped. It, it, It never went beyond until... We reach the New Testament, and Jesus is the New Testament. He is the living Word of God. He is the final voice of God. Friend, God's not going to say anything else. He said everything that needs to be said. All I need to do now is just open my heart and ears and listen and receive. What has been said has been said. It's now forever settled. Jesus spoke. It's closed. I don't need... I I don't need to hear, uh, I don't need to look for another revelation. I've got the revelation. You have the revelation. God help us now just to do and believe and receive what we already have through Jesus Christ. But God speaks through Jesus, his son. Now, in the second part of verse 2, God appointed Jesus the heir of all things. Put the scripture up quickly, please. All right, read that. When he appointed of all things. God did this for Jesus. Jesus now is receiving and will receive a great inheritance. But here's the thing. Listen to this. You and I get to share in that inheritance. Isn't that marvelous? What God gives to Jesus, Jesus turns around and shares it with us. So now I need to find out what God has given Jesus, and I'll know what Jesus is sharing with us. It says in Romans 8, 17, that you and I, that you and I are heirs and co-heirs with Jesus. Heirs and fellow heirs. Heirs and joint heirs. Everything God gives to Jesus, you and I get it also. Isn't that marvelous? That should stagger the imagination. That that does stagger my mind. That God is giving me, through Jesus, what God has given to Jesus. Now, I don't have all the inheritance yet. Neither do you. But we have part of it. Already you and I are receiving part of that inheritance we we have received. Now, now what's some of the inheritance we've received? We're going to receive the greater inheritance at a later time. But already you and I are are beginning to receive part of the inheritance. What's that inheritance? Prayer. Jesus prayed to the Father. Sometimes he would pray all night. Now Jesus turns to you, he turns to me, and says, now because I have throne room privileges, you have throne room privileges. You can go into the presence of God just like I can go into the presence of God. That's part of the inheritance. Friend, come on, use your inheritance. (laughs) Use your inheritance. Another inheritance is overcoming power. Jesus was never defeated. He overcame every temptation, every power uh, that came against him. He overcame. Even death, when death brought him down, he raised the third day. He overcame it. Now, when Jesus comes into my heart, guess what comes into my heart? 
overcoming power. Friend, you're only defeated when you allow yourself to be defeated, when you don't allow Jesus to be your champion. Jesus will be your champion. He will be your David. He will defeat Goliath. He will bring him down. Now, I have this power within me. You have this power within me. I need to begin to think about it. I need to reflect upon it. I need to give God praise because I have overcoming power. Now, I may be cast down, but I'm never going to be defeated. I may be persecuted, but I'm not going to be destroyed. Oh, there was, there's going to be hard times in my life and yours. There was hard times in Jesus' life. But he overcame. And thank God I have Jesus. I have part of that inheritance right now. I've got an inheritance. You have an inheritance. Say praise the Lord. Now, I have the joy of obedience. Now, some find it very difficult to obey God in certain areas. That's why the lady that that talked to me and uh, really laid me low, that I'm just not with the times anymore, that that God has changed, that uh, these things that pertain to life and and sex and, and all of the other, these things have changed. This is a different day. We're not living in the Old Testament. We're not living in the New Testament. Friend, it's time that we begin to live in the Old and New Testament. <laughs> if we, we want to have a radiant life, a radiant marriage, radiant children, then let's live according to the word of God and it'll happen to us. But this overpowering, this wonderful joy, it, it's not uh, onerous, it's not laborious to obey the Lord. Jesus obeyed God and he found great joy in obeying the Lord. And when I do something that I know is God's will, ha! Huh, it makes me feel so good. I have that, that same desire to obey the Father that Jesus had. That, I inherited that from Jesus. I didn't, that didn't come by my own will or my own desires. That came by Jesus. And I have a resurrection hope. Now, <clears throat> the people in the world don't have this. The unsaved don't have this hope. They don't know what's going to happen to them in this life, let alone what's going to happen to them in the life to come. But I have a hope. You have a hope. That's part of the inheritance that God has put there, and it burns brightly within me today. And I have a heavenly home. I need to remind myself that there's a mansion there, a place where I'm going to be greatly comforted. See, I have all of these thoughts, these feelings, these powers, these sensations. They're in me all because Jesus has given them to me and to you also. God has appointed Jesus heir of all things. And Jesus now has appointed us heir of all things. And then it says in the second part of verse 2b, and through whom he made the universe. I think of our friends over at NASA, uh, the men and women. They, they are awed uh, by a, a planet that is so many hundreds of light years away, way out there, knowing that God, by the hands of Jesus, flung them all into space. And those very hands that flung the planets into space, those very hands were outstretched and nailed to a cross. You talk about being loved with a love that knows no end. How much he loves us. So you and I are going to have universal privileges. What NASA is trying to find out now, you and I are going to demonstrate it and find out someday when Jesus comes back and when we are resurrected to be with him. But Jesus is also the radiance. Look at verse, look at four. Put number four on the screen. Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. Now let's read the scripture, number four, together. 
The radiance in Christ, all the majesty of the splendor of God is manifested. That's why I cannot ignore Jesus. He is the final revelation. He is the majesty of God. It is all in in him. Now, radiance, what does radiance mean? It means brightness. It means light. It means beauty. Now, in the sun, in Jesus, if you want and I want brightness in my life, if I want beauty in my life, if I want light in my life, I go to him who is the light of the world, who now indwells me. I have to, just like you, friends, I have to keep reminding myself. That's why we keep coming here. Jesus knows we're going to forget very quickly, and he'll say, this do in remembrance of me. I have to keep reminding myself of who I am and the inheritance that I have in Christ. I'll forget it. It's so easy to forget and become distracted. But as I look to the Lord Jesus, I know this inheritance is there. The scripture says in Psalm 34, 5, those who look to him are radiant. And it says they'll never have a shadow cast across their face. Those who look to him. I think I need to say that one again. I need to quote that again. Those who look to him, because not all of those are looking to him. We may look to him for a time or for a season. But friends, there are things that come into our life that will distract us and cause our focus to be drawn away from him. And when that happens, you talk about a dead, down, sad, blue person. Oh, I've seen some of the saddest Christians in all my life. (laughs) Haven't you seen a sad Christian? You've never been a sad Christian? Oh, friends, you're not for real. Pastor Morris will return in a moment following this important invitation. Hello, friend. I'm Pastor Jack Morris inviting you to study the prophetic series entitled From Here to Eternity, the four Sundays of January at the Largo Community Church in Mitchellville, Maryland. The series includes the rapture of the church, the rewarding of the raptured believers, the marriage supper of the Lamb, and other prophetic events. God bless you. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's join the conclusion of today's message. Now, how, how, does, how do we look to the Lord? Well, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a little course in our hymn book. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Now, how do we do this? Let me get as practical as I can possibly get. How do we do this? The scripture tells us what we're to do, but it also tells us how to do it. How do you turn your eyes upon Jesus? Well, you lift the thoughts of your heart, the imaginations of your mind uh, to the Lord. Now, I'm going to use just a couple of illustrations, but you're going to have to pick up on, on the illustration that fits your need. I'll pick up the one that a loved one dies. Naturally, I'm going to be sorrowful. I'm going to miss this loved one. I'm going to have memories of good times, good memories. But if I keep focusing on that lifeless, cold corpse, if I keep focusing on the casket, if I can only see a cemetery plot, I'm going to be so sad, sadder, sadder, sadder still, But when I see that loved one 
or that friend, and I think to myself, here I'm now going to lift my eyes, I think of him who is the resurrection and the life. I think of that loved one, no longer sick, no longer ill, but now living in the presence of peace, the presence of comfort, the very presence of God. And I begin to think that Jesus is going to restore us someday, that there's going to be another day, another meeting time, that this loved one now is healthy and whole and experiencing youth again. You see, I can, I can look at death. I can look at coldness. I can look at casket. And I can be just broken and my life be dismantled. But when I believe in Jesus... When I look to Jesus, when I'm convinced that this is not all there is, and I begin to look and focus on what is mine in Christ, I can say, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to love you forever, but I'm going to see you again, all because of Jesus. This is my inheritance in Christ. Friend, you decide what you're going to look at, what you're going to think about, who you're going to lift your eyes to. It's you. It's me. Okay, let me pick another one. How about our temporal needs? We have financial needs. We have uh, various relational, relationship needs. We have all of these, these needs that, that come into our life. And there, there's a variety of needs. Uh, people have come to me, and I'm so glad that they have. And they tell me, Pastor, you know, I've, I've lost my job. Or I have been demoted. I still have a job, but I've been demoted. Or I still have a job, but my salary has been decreased. And I, I'm, I don't deserve any of this. But this is what's happened to me. And, and the, 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 the sadness, uh, the unfairness, uh, the, the anger, uh, the, the, the feelings of revenge, they start coming. As long as I keep my eyes on what I have lost or what I am losing. But when I think I have Jesus... I have him. And I've, as the psalmist said, I've never seen the, uh, the children of God ever go hungry. When I think of him who, who supplies all my needs, and Jesus said that I, I'm to uh, just take a lesson from the little birds, the little sparrows. They don't spin. They don't plant. They don't harvest. They don't store in barns. But your father takes care of them. He takes care of them. And then he says, and then Jesus says, Jesus says, you are of much more value than they. You're talking to me, Jesus. You're saying I'm more valuable than the sparrows and you're going to take care of the sparrows, but I'm more valuable than they are. And Jesus says, you're much more valuable. Jesus says, look at the lilies of the field. They're clothed with splendor and glory, more so than Solomon in all of his splendor and glory was clothed. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to minister to you. I'm going to keep you. Friend, you're not going to lose when you turn your eyes on Jesus. You're going to win. You're going to overcome. You're going to be victorious. And then I, I meet a person, or I have it, or you have a physical problem. Our, our health is wasting away. Our life is wasting away. We're praying for healing. Now, I believe in healing, and we may get healed. Uh, Jesus may do that. Uh, and then, but even if he does, sooner or later, my body's going to waste away again, and I'm going to die. Uh, there's no way to get around it. But I know this, that my body is only a temple, a temporary temple temple. And so when this life is over, I have a home in heaven. He has prepared a place uh, with many mansions. And that's for me. So I'm not going to look at, I've lost my youth. I've lost my health. I'm sick. I'm dying. No, I can keep looking at that and, and, and die earlier. But if I say I've got a savior, 
I've got another life that's beyond this life. I have an inheritance in the Lord Jesus. Friend, what I'm trying to say, you decide what you're going to look at. Look to Jesus. He's the Savior. So you decide. If you turn your eyes on Jesus, the, the things of earth then will grow strangely dim. Looking unto Jesus, the scripture says in Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He not only started this thing, he's going to finish it. He's going to take you all the way to glory. His blessing is going to be upon you. Now, friend, listen to me. When the dog of hell begins to snarl at you, begins to pursue you, growl at you, Show his teeth at you. That dog may be sickness. That dog may be finances. That dog may be broken relationships. That dog is there pursuing you. What to do? Run to the Savior. Run to the shepherd. When a sheep is molested, the sheep go to the shepherd. Friend, stop complaining about that job. Stop complaining about that that brokenness, whatever it is in that relationship. That, that financial situation. Flee to Jesus. Flee to Jesus. You know that dog is afraid of Jesus? That dog's afraid of Jesus. Because Jesus is going to slay that dog with the breath of his mouth. The scripture says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Friend, there is help. There is help. But there's no help for a complainer or a whiner. There's no help. Don't tell your friends. Don't get on the phone and say, poor me. Look at what happened to me. Get on the phone and say, let's rejoice in the Lord. Let's pray together. Let's believe together. Where two or three are united together. Come on. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's focus on Jesus. Jesus is the Savior that keeps us. And then, number five, Jesus' word sustains all things. Sustaining all things. There is nothing that is excluded here in your life. Anything that comes against you. Wherever that dog comes snarling and barking, you have a Savior that you can flee to. So then flee to him and he will caress you. He will bless you. You are valuable to God. Valuable to God. There you have it. Amen. Now look at the screen and read the conclusion. Look to Jesus and your life become radiant with light and joy. He will sustain you and keep you by the powerful word. Is that true? Is that the word of God? Are you going to do it? Amen. Your life will be radiant. Let's bow before him. Father God, thank you for your radiant love, your radiant power. That love and power now radiates in my life and in the life of every believer. We give you praise and we give you glory. You have done, you are doing, and you will yet do great things. As we trust your word, the word that Jesus speaks, the word that he speaks now will sustain us in every and in all situations. The word of God, that we will be people of the word, people of the book. We give you praise. We give you thanks. A friend, just bow with me now. Don't, don't rush out real, real quick. But listen to what the Lord has said. Let it sink deep into your heart. Now think about it. What, what have you been talking about, complaining about? What has cast a shadow? 
If you keep looking at it, the shadow won't go. But when you look at the light, the light of him who is the light of the world, light will come. Glory will come. Brightness will come. Beauty will come. The Lord will do this for you. So I'm going to wait for just a moment and let you pray and talk to the Lord about your particular situation. Today, this moment, you're turning your eyes on Jesus, away from the mundane. To you, O God, we give praise, we give honor, we give glory. We commit ourselves to following you and doing your will and serving you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name, let us all say amen. Amen. Do you need Pastor Morris to pray with you about a struggle or decision you're wrestling with? The Pray Now app is available to you right now. Go to thehealingword.com, click Pray Now, and select the topic that matches your request. Pastor Morris will provide encouragement, pray with you, and deliver a brief message on overcoming and living in victory. Again, pray now at thehealingword.com. If today's message has blessed you and strengthened your faith in God, would you consider partnering with Pastor Morris and supporting the Healing Word ministry with your prayers and donating to keep the gospel of Jesus Christ reaching thousands? Go to thehealingword.com and click the donate button to pledge your support. And remember, the faith-building message you heard today is our gift to you. Your donation is your gift to God. Join us tomorrow for another Healing Word message. Until then, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.